is coming up now on Established in the Faith. His virgin birth means that he did not have a sin nature. He was able to live a perfect life. But I want you to understand this today. His life was perfect. He never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed. But his perfect life alone was not enough to save anyone. He had to go to the cross. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the Gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 1, verse 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And I want to use for a subject this morning taken from verse 31, bringing forth the Lord Jesus Christ. The single most important work in the mind of God is bringing forth the Lord Jesus Christ. I looked at the population clock this morning, and we are currently running 8 billion people on the planet. Only 2 billion of the 8 claim some form of Christianity. 1.5 billion of that 2 billion are Catholics. There's so much false doctrine in the Catholic Church, I doubt the salvation of many of those in the Catholic Church. But we have to leave that up to the Lord. That leaves only 500 million Christians, which are divided up among many, many different denominations. I wish those denominations today were bringing forth the Lord Jesus Christ. Sadly and regrettably, they're bringing forth other things. And you say, well, how do you know that, Brother James? I know it because Jesus said of the church in the last days that he stands at the door and knocks. 
trying to get in. And he was not speaking to the world out here, although we use that passage of Scripture for winning souls to Christ. But I remind you when the Lord spoke those words in Revelation chapter 3 to the church at Laodicea, he was speaking to the church. That church speaks of the last days. We're living in the last days. Jesus Christ just standing outside the church knocking, trying to get in. That's how I know that much of what calls itself Christian today is not bringing forth the Lord Jesus Christ. Crime is on the increase. Every time you turn around, there's a shooting going on or something going on. And you can blame the president. You can blame this party, that party. You can blame elections. You can blame whatever you want to blame, ladies and gentlemen. But the blame is the increase of sin in the country. Because the church is not keeping up with the demand. There is a demand for Christ. And the church is not supplying that demand. The greatest thing that you and I can do today is to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world. Eight billion people on the planet right now. And every minute, 60 seconds like clockwork, a hundred and eighty people Step into eternity. You think of that. 180 people every minute step into eternity. Sadly and regrettably, most of those people die lost. They're in hell. How much of that is because they didn't hear of Christ. Christ was not brought forth to them. How much of that is they heard about Christ, but they rejected Christ? I don't have the answer to that. But despite what the numbers may be in that, you and I have a tremendous responsibility to bring forth Christ to the world. Well, you say, well, Brother James, I don't know how God can use me. Well, he used a little teenage girl, Mary, young, inexperienced. I mean, if that decision were left up to us today, we probably would have chosen someone more experienced than a teenager. We probably would have chosen someone who had had a couple of children and had a little bit of experience raising children and protecting children and they know how to deal with the diaper rashes and the colic and how to mix up formula and get the temperature of the milk just right and all this kind of... You want somebody that's experienced. But God cho chose Mary. I mean, you think of that. They didn't even have any health insurance. Hello? Brother James, I can't bring forth Christ because I ain't got no education. Well, Mary didn't have no health insurance. And God chose her. God can use anybody. It makes no difference who you are or what your age is. It doesn't matter where you're from. You see, because Mary was from a little town of Nazareth. 
It was a city looked at in scorn by Israel because there was a Roman garrison in camp nearby. And when Philip told Nathaniel that they had found the one whom Moses and the prophets had spoke about, and that they had found him in Nazareth, Nathaniel said, can any good come out of Nazareth? Well, I want to answer that question this morning. Yes, it can. <laughs> something good can come out of Nazareth. And let me tell you, something good can come out of Middlesex, North Carolina. Something good can come out of Emet, North Carolina. Something good, although we're back in the woods and, and we're not on the, the main roads where people are riding by and got a parking lot full every Sunday, something good can still come out of a little old country church and touch this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God can do it. He's done it before. God loves taking that which is tucked back in the corner where everybody says, well, God can't use that. God loves picking that and using that. Are you hearing me? So it makes no difference who you are, what your age is, where you're from. God can use you. He's looking for a willing vessel. Use me, Lord. Touch through me, your Lord. Love through me, Lord. Flow through me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. That should be our prayer today. That's what the church should be asking God for today. Yes, the ceiling needs to be fixed. Yeah, we got leaks in the vestibule. Yes, we need carpet. Yes, we got pews falling apart. Yes, there are things around here that need to be done, and there's nothing wrong with asking God for that. But we need to be asking God for more opportunities to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the single most important thing in the mind of God is bringing forth the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke 1, verse 30, the angel said unto Mary, Fear not, for you have found favor with God. What an honor. What a privilege to be favored of God, to bring forth Christ to the world in such a fashion. But let me tell you this. Just as Mary was favored of God to bring forth Christ, you and I have been favored of God to do the same thing. And what God has called us to do is just as important as what He called Mary to do so long, long ago. And you say, well, Brother James, I don't know about all of that. Only Mary could bring forth Christ the way she did. That's right. But only you can bring forth Christ the way that you can. Are you hearing me? You have an influence on people that I'll never influence. You run into people every day that I don't run into. Not everybody's going to tune in the radio and hear Brother James. Not everybody's going to go through the internet and find me. Not everybody's going to get a CD. But that person you come across every day, there's another opportunity for you to share Christ. You know, we pick on the old innkeeper. 
what a tremendous opportunity he had. When that knock came on his door and he opened the door and there stood Mary and Joseph. The opportunity of a lifetime stood before him and he had no idea what he was looking at. There's been a many negative sermon preached on that innkeeper. And we point the finger at the innkeeper, but let me tell you something. Their finger's pointing at us too, and we don't take advantage of every opportunity that God gives us to bring forth Christ to others. Are you hearing me? Are you getting this? That innkeeper did not see what was in front of him. And many times we're so busy with life and this time of the year. We don't recognize the opportunities that God puts before us. And it's wasted. The angel said in verse 31, you'll bring forth Christ. You'll conceive in your womb. We all know what that meant for Mary. But what does that mean for us? You'll conceive in your womb. Every one of us have a spiritual womb. That womb is filled with sin. But the Holy Ghost can move upon your spiritual womb today and remove the sin. And Jesus Christ can be conceived into your heart. And you'll have life. I said you'll have life. Life more abundantly. Full of joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory, the Bible says. You'll conceive in your womb. Bring forth a son. When you conceive Christ into your heart, God wants you to bring him forth to others. God did not save you just so you could come in here and sit on a pew every Sunday. God did not save you so you could go to heaven. If that was the case, he'd have made sure you drowned in the baptismal tank. But God saved you so that you could go to work. Call his name Jesus, the angel said. God has many names throughout the Old Testament. But the most important name of all is Jesus. Jesus means Savior. Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. She never knew a man. His virgin birth means that he did not have a sin nature. He was able to live a perfect life. But I want you to understand this today. His life was perfect. He never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed. But his perfect life alone was not enough to save anyone. He had to go to the cross. Which is one of the most painful, agonizing deaths that a person can experience. And he did it for the worst of crimes ever committed, ladies and gentlemen. He did it for your sins and my sins. The sins of the whole world was laid upon the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. He died. He shed his blood for you. He loves you today. God's greatest gift was his Son. God has given that gift to you and I. And God wants us to give that gift to the world. Now Mary had some questions. Verse 34. 
She said, how can this be? How can we do it? Church, how can we bring forth the gospel? How can we do any more than what we're doing? Can we do more? Oh, yes. There's definitely room for improvement. Nobody has arrived. Just because you made it to church this morning, that don't mean that you've arrived. You've just got to the place where you can get the proper information to get you where you're going. Are you getting me? Okay. How shall this be? How shall this be seeing? Seeing has to do with your focus. If the focus of the church is not right, then the works will not be right. What do I mean by that? A lot of the works that the church gets involved in is to grow the church or to grow the denomination. That's not a proper focus. A proper focus is the world out here is dying, going to hell, and I'm going to share Jesus Christ with them so that they'll get saved, whether they come to my church or not, whether they participate in my denomination or not. That's the proper focus. I'm going to bring forth Christ to this lost and dying world. It's not about growing the church. If the church grows, fine. If it don't grow, fine. If the denomination grows, fine. If it don't, that's fine. I'm going to bring forth Christ in the only way that I can. How shall this be seeing? Our focus is very important. How shall this be seeing I? Self is a big problem, ladies and gentlemen. We're afraid if we share Christ with others, we might offend somebody. Particularly if we're going to school, if I share Christ with them, then I'll get picked on. I won't be among the popular kids. Those of you who work a job, if I share Christ on the job, I might lose my promotion. Might even lose your job in some cases. Some of these places, you better not say Merry Christmas. Get in trouble. Hello? (laughs) You hear me? There's only one place for self. And that's a denial of self and taking up the cross daily and following the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how you deal with self. Let me move on. How, how shall this be seeing I know not? Knowledge. Brother James, I can't bring forth Christ today because I don't have the knowledge that you have. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't, I don't know the scriptures well enough. I might say the wrong thing. Well, are you saved? All God's asked you to do is be a witness. Just tell others what the Lord's done for you. Stop and let me tell you what the good Lord has done for me. Stop and let me tell you what the good Lord has done for me. For he healed my body, and he saved my soul, baptized me in the Holy Ghost. Oh, stop, and let me tell you what the good Lord has done for me. What's he done for you today? What's he done for you today? Good grace of mercy. We could turn the world upside down by just sharing our testimony. 
Or just stop and tell somebody, hey, God loves you. God loves you. We had a gentleman to come here back some months ago with the Gideons, and he was sharing how to witness to people and taking advantage of opportunities. And he said, one of the things me and my wife always does when the lady comes up, when we go out to eat, and the lady comes up and she takes your order, she'll ask, what do you want to drink? And we'll tell her. And during that time, we'll be deciding what we want to eat. But we'll ask her when she comes and brings us the drink, we're going to go before the Lord and pray over the meal today. Have you got something you'd like for us to pray with you about or pray for concerning you? And he said, you know, it's amazing the response we get. So we had one waitress to come back and say, yeah, I've got this going on. And there's some other waitresses back there in the back they'd like for you to pray about and have a prayer meeting right there in the restaurant. Christmas time is the best time to share your faith, ladies and gentlemen. Bring forth Christ to the world. You don't have to know all the scriptures. It's great if you do. How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? She was thinking in the natural course of things, although the natural course of things should not be ignored. At the same time, we shouldn't let the natural course of things override the, the spiritual course of things. Are you getting me? Don't let the natural course of things affect the spiritual course of things. The spiritual realm is far greater than what we see in the natural that's why prayer is important. Pray that God will open up a door of opportunity for you to bring forth Christ to the world. You don't need a man. You don't need a man. Mary was thinking, well, I need a man. No, you don't need a man. God said, I'm all the man you need. <laughs> Glory to God. Jesus Christ is the only man you need. Jesus Christ is the only man you need. If you got him, he'll bring everything else into your life. Whatever it is that you need. And then she said, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the high shall overshadow thee. That holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit is our answer. The power of the Holy Spirit. We've been studying on Wednesday nights how the world was in chaos in the very beginning. Genesis 1 and verse 2, the earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep. And then in verse 3, the Spirit of God moved. And when the Spirit of God moved, He took all that chaos and that void and darkness and He turned it around and He made it into something beautiful. The power of the Holy Spirit is the most powerful force in the universe, ladies and gentlemen, and you and I have access to that power today. And we need to utilize that power. Jesus said, you shall be witnesses unto me after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Pray for the Holy Ghost to come upon you today so that we can bring forth Christ to the world. Said there in verse 36, Behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Nothing's impossible with God. 
ladies and gentlemen. Nothing's impossible with God. He can get internet inside the walls of this church. He can get the equipment inside the walls of this church to do live streaming. He can get the people in here that knows how to work all of that. He can get everything that we need to bring forth Christ to the world, whatever that may be. He can bring forth the people that know how to fix that ceiling up there. He can bring forth the people that he brought forth the people to fix the heating and air system outside. Are you hearing me? God knows where they're at. And when the fullness of time was come, baby Jesus was born. And let me tell you, when the fullness of time has come, this ceiling will be fixed, these pews will be fixed, and everything that we need done around here is going to be fixed, brother. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to go forth in a greater way than what it is right now. Because we're going to believe God. Because with Him there is nothing impossible with God. Verse 38, Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. That's all God's looking for is a willing vessel. Be it unto me according to your word. That was her response. What will your response be today? today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.